This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rana, look at you. What do you mean, look at me? I'm what's just that, saying, you, what's that you, supposed to mean? I just mean, like, not only do you look fabulous as always. Yeah. And I, by the way, I feel like it's a minute since I've seen that card again. Probably not. It's probably just a minute since you noticed it. Oh, that could be true. Yeah. Well, you look fabulous today. And I have to say, you're wearing a brooch of some kind that oh, is really catching my eye. My gorgeous brooch. That's yeah, right. Yeah, there it is. You know what? Rana, it, where did you get that? What does it say? Tell us all about I it. I have to be okay, QVC. <laughs> I have to be careful. Well, I'll do my QVC for this is for sign of privileges. I'll do Rana QVC where oh, good. Okay. where I take my fingers in my manicure and I say, Well, this gorgeous brooch, as and you we can get super see, close. We get yep. you get to see my cuticles. Yeah. And you see me doing this petting myself and wondering what's happening. This gorgeous brooch, Brian, which I will be dropping off to you after this program as a friend, s- as a friend of the program, I'll be dropping one off to you. Who's uh, a, your friend? You're a friend, pro- a friend of the program of the oh. of the QVC program, dear. Not oh, of the, okay, uh, sure, uh, sure. <laughs> I'm a special guest star. I'm Heather Locklear. Our yeah. I <gasps> coffee and voted stickers, and I have to tell you. Oh. I wanted to debut it in the Patreon carriage house first. They're in the bags this week. They're starting in the bags going out today. That is the other coffee stickers are already they have already been winging their way to people. But the I coffee and voted sticker is just like the I voted sticker, except it's, it's a little extra, as they say. Yep. And I have to tell you, I think it looks terrific. It really pops. It certainly does. And I, that, it's a very versatile sticker. It could go with absolutely anything. It goes anything. with absolutely everything. And, and it, again, you can <laughs> rub it in people's face because you know how sometimes people get really. Listen, I think it's great when people post their I voted very stickers. Proud. I do it too. Yeah. But people get a little bit smug about it sometimes. This yeah. is like extra smug in a good way. Well, I know you already sent in your mail in ballot because I saw I that did. I saw that you posted about it. I did. Uh, and the, it's a shock who I voted for. Well, I can't believe you didn't go over your picks with me, which makes me think maybe you did make a last minute sympathy vote for the president now that he's having a hard time. <laughs> it's, you know, you never know. 42 tweets yesterday. You know what? That's a sign of not overcompensating because you're in bad health. That's a sign of someone who is as strong as a lion. It's definitely not a sign of steroid induced mania. That I can tell you. It's definitely, definitely not, a, not sign. a sign of that. Of someone saying, 
Um, I'm not giving any more relief for COVID. And then the stock market plummeting and then coming back and saying, I didn't say that. So, I, well, well, I don't know why you keep thinking he said all these things that he didn't say. I mean, you've been he didn't say four any years of, of this of you complaining to me about what he said that he didn't say. Maybe I'm the one on a steroid-induced manic. <laughs> you're, the cra- you're the crazy person you're in this situation. One. In any event, these are our gorgeous stickers here. I'm holding They're them so right fabulous. up close so people can see them. And they'll be in the bags this week. And we want you to take your pictures. I'm going to, as soon as we're done, I'm going to take a picture with my Kiss Kiss mug and my sticker so people can say, I coffee and voted. Even though Massachusetts, the early voting hasn't started just yet. I'll do mine too. I do have my mug, but once I get that sticker. Yeah. I'll expect a post. I'll expect a post. Well, speaking of posts, I have to say this. It's been wonderful to get the blue check back, but I do feel that the people that said they were going to follow us have not done it. Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. I think our numbers could be much higher. I do. I just do. It's nice to have the blue check mark, but what am I supposed to do? That's fine. I'm only talking to the same 7,200 people all the time. You know what, Rana? And this is also what I want to say. We give you... So much content, yeah. so many shows a week. And and you know what? You, if you want to take advantage of the system, you have to pay into the system. And the payment here is free. It's just following us the on Instagram. The people that are missing out on the Instagram are missing out on the new giveaways we've been doing. We, had, we have been doing giveaways every week with our guests. With taste makeup. Absolutely. Paul Feig. Yeah. Speaking we did a giveaway of a gorgeous with him scarf. That pocket square, I thought it was just a little something, little nothing, a little silk nothing. And sure. then he showed that picture where he opened it up and it was absolutely gorgeous. I mean, I'm I mean, gonna I'm gonna wear I have one, which I have, you know, so I'm gonna wear it for fall. Oh, the, I'm gonna try Oh, you have one? I usually do my EMS uh, you know, when it's in the in-between season where you just want a little warmth on your neck, you want sure. a silk scarf. So yeah. and then I usually move for the and I have this gorgeous black. EMS scarf I got last season, which which has puncture holes in it. Oh, well, you should return it. Pu- <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I keep looking at you and I keep thinking whether you've got your Hamburglar costume together. We had said you were going to go as somebody from the book, but you have to go as the Hamburglar. I honestly, thank you for saying that actually, because- I actually prefer to go as the hamburger. Yeah, but I, but you're going to have to make a real effort. I'm not interested in just you 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 know di- doing a little eye black or something like that. Sure, I, I no. want to see a real effort as the hamburger. I'm going for it, and I'm gonna try to get the buck teeth, but we'll just see how it Where goes. Where are you going to get the the prison pajamas? Uh, you know, I have a friend who was in for a little bit, and maybe they'll have. <laughs> Oh, the lobsterman can probably get his hands on a pair of prison pajamas. Well, apparently he, he said they were not really doing the stripes anymore that much, but I'm going to find it. I'm going to okay. find one. You know what? This is Patreon, Brian. You're so right. it's been nice to catch up with you. Well, then why are you talking about scarves with holes in them? But we have a cliff. Look, it's not, it's a, it is a design detail. It's a perforated EMS double horse head. It's so gorgeous, this scarf. It's oh. so chic. I mean, it's the look. It's the kind. Is of, it a bloody horse head like the Godfather? It's the kind of EMA scarf you only have if you have several of them. It wouldn't be your first purchase. I see. If you're only going to have one, you probably wouldn't have this one. Right, but that just shows but like it oh, is. Uh, it, it is deathly chic. 
I made wow. rain. And it's black, and so it's perfect for this season because we're in uh, the spooky season, apparently. Oh, that's true. I never you heard it called that before. Did you have the spooky season? Uh, never. Until John Oliver like did something about it the other night. In any event, let's get to our advice, and then we can We've go got get back whopper. to business. Fair enough. I think you read this. Is that right? I believe so. Yes. Think of this email yes. as a referral. Yep. Whatever that means. Okay. I did read this. This is this is all you, Rana. Best of luck. Oh, I remember this question. I'm not looking forward to answering it. But same here. That's why I said good luck. <laughs> Life is di- life is full of ups and downs is probably my answer to this question, but sure. let's get there anyway. Okay. Dear Rana and Brian, think of this email as a referral. My best friend emailed you and appreciated your advice. So now it's my turn, says you. I know. This I guess you're not wrong. Style. We are reading the question, but still the presumption. That's true. And boy, do we have an update after this, by the way. Honey, <laughs> and I've never called you that. I'm jumping out of my I chair for this update. It. I can't handle it. This, this update. update is going to wreck rock. everybody. It's going to rock the carriage house. <laughs> it is going to rock. And there is a there is a beating hat at the bottom of it. I mean, it is a, yeah. it's polite but vicious. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. I'm 23, and while my friends are in committed relationships and Instagram sharing their significant others, I wasted my time with an idiot for almost two years. A guy I knew from high school reconnected with me. He told me he always had a crush on me in school, but between you and me, I thought he was kind of a loser. I started 23. I started hanging out with him, and soon enough, we were doing everything a couple does. Sleepovers, sexy time, texting all day, emotional support, etc., but he never officially asked me to be his girlfriend. I was scared to bring this up to him because I didn't want to ruin anything and figured he must have liked me enough if he had kept me around for this long. Interesting language here. After a year of shenanigans, I I hate, it makes, I hate the idea of people keeping other people around. We've all felt, we've all felt it. Yes, for sure. But it's not, it's, well, anyway, we'll, we'll address it in our answer. Sure, sure, sure. Because uh, dear, you're better than that kind of thinking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, after a year of the shenanigans, I had the shenanigans, not the shenanigans, the shenanigans. Sure. As though these are the only shenanigans that ever happened. <laughs> I had enough and finally confronted him. What are we? He said that while he has feelings for me and likes having me around, he isn't looking for a relationship right now because of what happened in his previous relationship. I told him that if he didn't want to commit to me, I would cut him off for my own sanity. After about two weeks of not talking, he reached out to me and told me he missed me and it was back to the same shenanigans that continued for another six months. I just couldn't let him go. Then one day I texted him and things seemed off. A couple of days later, I saw on Instagram that he's in a committed relationship. Well, not really. With a new woman. And never heard from him again. It was so hurtful to see him commit to someone so easily after he was with me for nearly two years and wouldn't call me his girlfriend and gave me all these lame excuses about he is how he isn't ready to be in a relationship. It hurt seeing him do things for this girl that he never did for me. 
We haven't spoken in almost two months. I have muted him on all social media platforms, but still find myself peeking at his posts, which only makes me feel worse. Rana and Brian, what did I just experience? How do I move on from him? Because even though he never asked me to officially be his girlfriend, I loved him. And lastly, how do I enter a new relationship? Because right now I'm done with these antics. My heart goes out to her. I I, I think everyone has found themselves, or I at least have found myself in this situation before. And it is so hurtful and it feels like it's never going to end. Um, you feel completely devastated and heartbroken in that you just, it's hard to understand. And the answer is you dated a young, clueless, tactless, aimless person, um, who really was only thinking about himself the entire time. Doesn't really seem to care about this other woman. If he was texting you two days before he was in a quote unquote committed relationship. So, Um, that's just his next idea of who he should be completely. And, and yeah. he just absolves himself from anything because I know those texts, even I know, I remember what it's like for everything to seem cool. And then you text someone one day and they're just like, not much you. And you're like, well, what the fuck just happened? And you can sense it. I don't know. I mean, honestly, the only thing you can do is just, I would block him everywhere and I would just wait it out, even though it will suck. There's really just, I don't think there's no easy way out of this one. What do you think, Rana? I think everything you said is 100% correct. And I think that there are vampires that walk amongst us. And... How do you mean? People that don't mind taking from you what they need. Got it. And allowing you to believe... Well, it's a bit tricky. They're just takers. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he's always going to be this way his whole life. But right now he's a 23-year-old taker. He's everything you just said. He's aimless and he's trying to figure this out and that out and everything else. I don't have any tr- trouble at all with people wanting to be casual or wanting to be intimate or any of those things in a relationship. All of the feelings that people can go through in a relationship. Yeah. The problem is when you're not honest with the other person and you know that the other person is invested completely and it's hard of course it's hard you don't want to be responsible for someone else's feelings all of the time but this is a guy that was getting what he was getting and as you said basically when he decided he was ready to try something else he just had a very brief conversation with himself where he just decided uh, he probably felt guilty and bad about it for half a day mm-hmm. and then just decided, oh, that doesn't feel fun. And probably I don't want to feel bad. That feels bad. Completely. And also like, and you're making me feel bad. Just yes. by, just by. Oh, she's, look at this. Now yep. she's bothering me. Yep. Yeah. When he was over her house every night and everything else. It's so disrespectful. This is what I mean by common. being a vampire. Yeah. He sucked the lifeblood out of you. And now he's moving on to the next victim. Mm-hmm. Because it's not fun anymore when you feel guilty. Yeah. It, and or now he's going to try this. Maybe I want to be this. Uh, this girl I was dating doesn't roll a blade. 
I want to date somebody that rollerblades. He, co- t- he just acts on like feelings or something, or just yes, uh, it's that sort of thing. But he doesn't care about yours at all. This guy is is all arrows point to him. But this is really something that happens when you're young. Yeah, and it's the absolute worst feeling. You want to die. Absolutely, truly. you do. You think there couldn't be a more painful feeling. And there's two things I would say about that. One is you got to go through the woods to get to the other side. Mm -hmm. So whatever this is, feel the feelings. And you're right to, what I would do is I would say this. If someone could have said this, say this to a young person, if there's one thing you can hear, I really hope you can hear it. There's no shame in any of this. Whatever shame you feel about he was a jerk to me or, and I knew, of course I knew and I could feel it, but I didn't listen to my instincts, but then I went back anyway, whatever that is, or he kept me around long enough. That's really the, that kind of talk, that negative self-talk. Yeah. I feel like a fool. I, I, you know, bought into this and blah, blah, blah. Totally useless. Actually, that's not true. The purpose of it is only to make yourself feel worse and to hold you back from moving on. Yeah. And that's something you're doing to yourself. Don't double the insult here, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You're very young. You have to have an experience. Like, I mean, it would be nice if you didn't, but you will have experiences like this and they will teach you to listen a little bit more closely to your inner voice when you say, hmm, that's a little weird that he didn't ask me about what happened at blank. Or, yeah. huh, I know we said we're going to hang out Saturday, but mm. it's Friday night. I haven't heard from this guy. Mm-hmm. Or whatever the little micro moments are. And those will be the moments where you will have to have an honest conversation with yourself and say, can I live with this or can I not live with this? And that's fine. But in the same way that he has decided to completely box you out, Uh, we do that to ourselves. We have these little moments of denial where we say, "Eh, I know, but I just, I still want to keep hanging out with him. And you can do that. You you can absolutely do that. You just have to be honest with yourself about those little check-ins. But you can't know something until you know it. Great point. I, I get frustrated whenever I've had the advice of like, well, I went back for a second and then it's like, oh, you're so stupid. Why would you do that? You're just hurting yourself. No. I mean, everyone learns from their own mistakes and sometimes you do go back and do things that, like you said, because you just need to find out for sure or however you're processing it. Or but, you need something. Or you need something. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to, you're lonely or you're, this person makes you laugh and no one else does or, yeah. you know, whatever that thing is. What I would say is there's always so much focus. I think we were talking about, I can't remember who we were talking about this with Clarissa, maybe. There's so much focus when you're young on, and it's the fault of everything. Movies, fairy sure, tales, books, yeah. the Bible. I mean, anything. There's so much focus on romance and partnership. We were talking about this with Orlando also. Yeah, sure. And really- Romantic ideals. Really, you're not, you're really only going to find probably a couple of people in your lifetime that you spend and should spend that much time with, Mm -hmm. meaning years. 
or that you get, that you connect with on such an intimate level, et cetera. You're very young now. Of course you want these things. Everybody, your friends are on Instagram posting about their relationships. I have news for you. Half of them are going to call you next week and say they're not together with that guy anymore. Uh, not to mention like. Or they're just think, together because people like to be paired off and not because it's the great romance of their life. No. It's like, okay, great. Like, they have someone well, to eat a chili dog with. That's like what with all some people want. Totally. And like with everything, what you see on Instagram is truly just like a, a lot of times a, you know, created highlight of, of something that probably thing. doesn't it's, even ring true. It's the equivalent of walking down the hall in your high school and there's a couple that's making out in the, in the hallway. And then a day later you're at a party and he's talking to someone else and she's talking to someone else, or, yeah. you know, et cetera. Or but he's talking to another he did. or she's talking to another she or whatever it is. But this guy is just a selfish young guy. And there's no, I want you to relieve yourself also from trying to like connect dots or find logic and what there his decision. There is no explanation Nothing except that. Completely. Try to think about what was good about the relationship and what you would want to find another person if there's any value to it. But really try to think about why it was you wanted to be boyfriends with this guy and he didn't want to give you that. And, or he didn't want to give anybody that, or he wanted, by the way, this new girl, she doesn't know a thing about him. He's a blank yeah. slate to her. Of course he can commit to her. She thinks he's terrific. Give it yeah. six, give it six months. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, till he starts pulling the same nonsense or whatever, but you have to have a conversation with yourself about, about why it was okay to not ask for what you wanted. And the answer to that, I think, is that you knew you weren't going to get it. So why ask a question you already know the answer to? And those are the little lessons to be learned here. But that's not about punishing yourself. That's not about feeling shame about any of this. You dated a guy that you had a thing for and, you know, calling him a loser and this and that. I think what you're really trying to get at is your instinct told you this wasn't a great match for you. Great And you went forward with it anyway. I don't think you need to devalue him or anything. I mean, look, maybe he's a jerk, so he's a jerk. Anybody can see that. Yeah. But you don't have to. I get, I think the, the letter writer is a sensitive person. Yes. And I think that she has spent a lot of time in her life building up an armor and, and protecting herself. And that she feels disappointed that she let her guard down and that she allowed a vampire, look, a vampire can't come into your house unless you invite them in. So they can be standing at your door, knocking, knocking, knocking. But the rules go that unless you invite them in, they can't come in. So you invited a vampire in. He may have also, and not to defend him at all, he handled everything terribly. He might've just wanted to find someone that he didn't know in high school when he was a loser. I don't know. I'm not defending him. No, and maybe they had a, Look, they're 23. He wanted to try something else. Yeah. And you should too. You should too, because this wasn't perfect. Mm -mm. But it doesn't have anything to do. It's Here's the hardest part about it for her. 
Why didn't he say, why didn't he declare that he wanted to be my boyfriend? There's nothing logical about it. And like you were about to say, I think it has zero to do. It has nothing to do with you. It really does. In this case, it really doesn't. I know that's an easy line to say, but in this case, it really doesn't. It also sometimes has to do with this psychology of either being good enough for someone or living up to something. And it sounds to me like you probably took a couple opportunities to remind him that he was a loser in high school. Fair enough. Right. I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not pointing to anything like, oh, if you had been nicer to him. No. That, right. not a, put that no. out of your okay. mind. No. But I, he, I know what you mean. he knew that there was an imbalance to begin with because he thought of you a certain way and you thought of him a certain way mm-hmm. because that's high school. But- there are people who, this guy's not a fully formed person, blah, blah, blah. Oh, God, You're man. not a person that he, if he declared himself as your boyfriend, then he has to live up to that job. You're obviously very smart, very with it, very sensitive, all of these things, and probably, you know, take people to task in your life or, or hold people accountable, et cetera, et cetera, which is another reason you're mad at yourself, because why didn't you hold him accountable? But- that's a lot of pressure on a guy who doesn't know who he is or what he's doing. And so sometimes that declaration is just not something people are going to do. Mm-hmm. And also sometimes relationships are just are what they are and that people come into your life. You'll also find that there will be people over the course of your life who will come into your life as a romantic relationship and maybe they weren't supposed to be that. Maybe they were just supposed to be a friend or this or things can mutate. Mm-hmm. This guy That's doesn't true. Sound, sound like he has much for holding on to. No. I'm just saying that just because whoever the, the next person is, just because you meet them in a romantic way doesn't mean that necessarily, you know, leave space for that in your life, that people can occupy other roles, that you don't have to just engage on this level. And as far as going into a new relationship, what do you want to say about that, Brian? Uh, How do I enter a new relationship? Because right now I'm done with these antics. I mean, I don't know that you need to enter a new relationship. I guess just do it whenever you want. And I don't know. I know it's also just really fucking hard to be social and meet people right now anyway. So it seems like all that can be on your terms a little bit. I mean, use Bumble or something, or I don't know. It seems like the vetting process is maybe a little bit or maybe just the entire process is just a lot slower than it was before, which is probably a good thing. So you could just, I would just talk to people if you want to, and then see where it goes. Maybe and nowhere. again, listen to your instinct, but leave room for vulnerability and for connection. Yeah. Because that's just another front on which this vampire wins the battle. Mm-hmm. If you are so damaged from this interaction that you can't move forward in your life. Yeah. People are ready for different things at different times. A lot of it is timing. And, and I will also say that knowing you're dating or talking to really wants to hear this story. So, oh, know. I think that's very good advice. Yeah. Wow. And I think that's great advice. I hope that's not cruel, but it just is. I wouldn't want to hear it if I were talking to someone new. I wouldn't want to hear it immediately, at least. No, it's a great way to ruin a new relationship. For sure. Or a new possibility. Yeah. But relationship, you're 23. Yeah, have fun. Have this on your terms. Try people out, see what you think. Part of it is that feeling of when somebody somebody likes you first and then you don't like them 
but then you sort of think, oh, maybe I should be more open to this. And you let it go on for a little while. And then they reject you. And you're furious because you just thought, I didn't even want this to begin with. A hundred percent. And it's a real ego bruise. It is. It's a little humiliating, but some of that's self-created. But yes. Yes. And that's just going to happen. Yeah. But instead of having a going, being furious about it, try and shrug a little bit and say, okay, Mm -hmm. so I don't want to do that again. Yeah. And then don't. But guess what? There are so many more mistakes that you're going to make in your life. Totally. Whatever this negative, if really, truly, you're so young, whatever this negative self-talking you're doing right now is, you've got to nip that in the bud. Yeah, because it's just for no reason. It just, don't do it. There's a book, if you find yourself getting a little depressed, it's a very old-fashioned book because it was written when I was young, which isn't that long ago, but still, (laughs) long enough. Easy, Brian. He likes to comment on my age. No, you look so great, Rana. I couldn't even guess how old you are. Somewhere between 40 and 70. It's just a number. You're right. (laughs) But in any event, there is a book. It's a little old-fashioned, so take from it what you take from it, called Feeling Good. Okay? And it's basically cognitive behavioral therapy. So if you can afford a therapist and you can do that sort of thing, terrific. But cognitive behavioral therapy, at least in this instance, is really about breaking these patterns of negative self-talk and these ideas of catastrophizing things. And and honestly, it's usually just a sign of intelligence, perfectionism, et cetera, et cetera. And that's all serves you in certain ways in your life, but it doesn't really serve you when you start negative talking yourself. Yeah. If, you, if I could encourage you to do one thing at this point in your life, it would be to break this pattern and mm-hmm. to keep an eye on it because it will come back as you get older. And it serves no purpose except to hurt yourself. And if I were to recommend a book, I would recommend Tale of Two Cities. Mm. And my recommendation to you would be start knitting. Knitting a revolution, Madame Defage. That's right. I've been Take thinking about reading A Tale of Two Cities to the to the Patreon. What do you think? Oh, wow. Yeah. God, they'd love With it. With my Rana reads. If I was going to do, well, there's a lot of English accents in there probably. But if I was going to do- uh, but, that, I bet you have a good one, Rana, because Boston sort of has that. If I was going to do a chapter book, I'd be curious what book people would like to hear me read to them. Because maybe I'll read them every week. I'll read them a chapter from my book. Now that would be nice. Post it on Patreon. Attention Carriage House members, Rana here to tell you all about Anchor.fm. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create our podcast. And let me tell you something, you can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. We have some updates that we have to get to. But first update, the first update is, and I know the people that I'm on Sauna Privileges have noticed, 
But Which? Brian looks like an absolute Navy SEAL today. Because I got a watch. Ronis says I look like Apple a Navy SEAL. He got watch and I he's did. wearing a well-fitted tee. Who makes that tee? J. Crew. And I don't know. You got a haircut of some kind. I, I don't know whether you set the clippers a, to another setting. I did get, well, Ronna, I sort of. um. You look well, the most handsome I've ever seen you look today. You're out of your, you are so sweet to say such a thing, Ronna. It's just how I feel. I'm going to return the compliment, but it's how I no, feel every week not about true. you. I'm a little shiny lately. I don't know what's going on. I have to get a new powder, I think. I haven't noticed that at all. Well, you know, when you're very dewy skin, it's sometimes hard to keep it under control. You just have that natural, that really good oil that keeps you looking so young. I do. I've all, you know what? I got it from my father. He also has lovely, or had lovely, uh, lovely, greasy Ukrainian skin. I mean, it is. You look like, yeah. I mean, you look Ashkenazi. like, um, you look like Lara. Wash my face in milk. That's right. Lara? Who's Lara? I don't remember. Dr. Zhivago, although she wasn't oh. Ukrainian. Oh, thank yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but they weren't Ashkenazis. Uh, all right, dear. We have a little bit of housekeeping, and then we have a we have an update to end all updates. I mean, we sure do. So we had our 50th this week. We had our 50th with Paul Feig, who just is like- What a fun episode that was. So fun. Yeah. He is- so stylish, just a class act through and through. That art installs is the most gorgeous gin I've ever seen. And his movies are the funniest movies I've ever seen. Everyone so was on you. such good form. And yep. the drinks are starting to come in. Excuse me. But what I oh, want good. people to do is I want to make sure that they send us a picture of the drink if they make it. But someone sent of in course. a Rana 75, which was their version of a French 75. Now, what's it? Is a French 75 a champagne drink? I can't remember. Yeah, usually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's probably people. Now, it was very funny. You said something, which was people should know by now that there are certain uh, ingredients that Rana will have no interest in. Okay, well, Saint Saint Germain. Well, I like Saint Germain very sparingly, but my oh. my number one least favorite is Chambord. And is that I, the one that's like that's like berry? Yes, uh, if you get a, it's black currant, I believe. If you get a Kia Royale, you get a you get a what's that a bar? Oh damn it! I thought I was being so stealth. How could you possibly think I wouldn't notice you eating a bar? This is at least the I, third, I or fourth, thought, third or fourth week in a row. Some people Ronna, would I, say eat a bar before you record. That's what some people would say. I know, but I don't think of it until, I think it's Pavlovian now that when it's time to record, I have to get a bar. So you just keep it on the desk, the bar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I truly thought I was going to get away with that. In any event, you're never going to get away with anything. Is Shambord also the thing that they- Yes, like, it looks, looks like, like it's a Russian princess Catholic house Church. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> a, a, a crown, yes, exactly. An orb. Yes, yeah. an orb. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So anyway, we had that. So continue to send us your drinks if you would. And we want to see pictures. But if for the people on Patreon that don't know, we decided that for our 50th episode, which we're very proud of, yes. uh, that we wanted to be faded by our audience. Yes. And so we wanted you to create a drink, either a Rana drink, a Brian drink, a Rana and Brian drink, an Ask Rana drink. Terrific. Whatever it is. Uh, And that we wanted, so we were excited to see what people were going to make to fate us because we always love to have a drink named after us. So excited. The coffee and vote stickers, as I was saying, have gone into the bags. 
askronacoffee.com. Get your duet. It's called for 17 three dollars off. It's called a duo, you schmuck. Get the duo <laughs> for three dollars off, and it'll $3 come with these gorgeous off every bag. Re- Get your coffee.com. Uh, and we'll include the coffee and vote stickers, and yeah, maybe one are. day we'll include a red hot, like a hot dog. Coffee oh, I thought, and you, vote. I thought you meant like a like a red hot um candy, yeah. Coffee and vote sticker, the little mug God, sticker. So good. So cute. And then there's the coffee and vote, which I love this one. So because that one's like little very patriotic. It does. I would love that on like a quilt, even. And then of course I think it'd be cute. And then of course the I coffee and vote sticker, classic. which is now appearing in bags. And mm-hmm. when people vote, we want we want them to stand up and be counted and show us and let us know. Rana, um, I don't mean to embarrass you. Oh no. Well, I just wanted people to know that we just, I think a one-two punch was just delivered. Because not only are we verified on Instagram, but I think something else happened. What? Well, didn't something happen? We were verified, what, on Facebook or something? Yeah. Yeah, I know, but Twitter now, we're waiting for Twitter. All we can Our do work is wait. Never ends. All we can do is wait. And we were verified on Facebook, which is fabulous. Yeah. So if people are on Facebook, look, be wherever you want to be. But if you're on Facebook, we have an Ask Rana Facebook fan page. So we would really appreciate it if you'd follow us there. And the other thing is, this week we put up the full video episode from the Paul Fee because as a 50th. Because there's clues. As a 50th gift. Because there's clues. What is this, Blue's Clues? I wish. (laughs) You know what? You could have been Steve. I think so, too. Yeah. You absolutely could have been. I really, honestly, I remember even- what's happening? Well, I I guess we should do it anyway. Honestly, I remember even seeing it then being like, I would be so good at that. You would have a Steve for Halloween. No, but well, that's a great idea, too. this No, year. this year I'm the well, Hamburglar. Unless you go into several costumes, because you're the Hamburglar and you're Rebecca. I don't know how you're going to be Rebecca and the Hamburglar at the oh, same gonna time. You're going to have to figure it out, You're going to have to do a costume change. And before I said I wanted to be Mrs. Danvers, and I don't know, we're going to have to see what I'm going to do. So youtube.com slash askron, and they can see the full episode. So just like people get their Patreon sauna privileges, we gave them as a little gift on the free feed uh, so that they could see the free feed episode. It's a different show, Okay. This is the yeah. Patreon show. That's, That's the right. free feed show. But That's anyway, right. also, I may have made- On the free feed, I unwrap my wrappers loudly. That's so true. I may be mistaken, but I think Josh Kams and, you know, the uh, president of the co-op president board, board. Yeah. is um, putting together some kind of a gathering for the uh, for the co-op, for the Patreon people where they're all going to have a little hangout together. Cute. So take a look on the boards. I think he's been posting about that. Are we getting a cut of that? Oh, I don't think it's no. I mean, are they paying us to appear? Is that your question? Because well, no, I that mean, that would they be just, worth doing. No, but are they paying? I mean, if they're using the name to hang out, I feel like don't we get a cut? I th- yeah, if you want to show up, Brian, you get they they get a cut. No, I'm not going to show up. But I just want to say if they're using, <laughs> no, I'm if they're not going to show up, says Brian. if they're organizing under the Ask Ron and name. Shouldn't we get paid for that, for the use of our name? You know, Josh Camson's an attorney, so we're going to have to bring it up with him. I just want to make sure that things are even, Stephen, Rana. Yeah. More importantly, another <laughs> update on the book club. People know we have the book club coming uh, up this week. Rebecca. Uh, this month, rather. We're doing Rebecca, as they yeah. say. 
uh, by, by Daphne du Maurier. Um, and then Ami Ham has got his version of that out now, but I, I don't know if we'll get a chance to watch that in time. We'll right. try. We'll try. We've seen the Hitchcock. I think it's out this week. Okay. Uh, but last week we did Orlando. We did. And Paul Clinton, I believe, is his name, who <sighs> is Gojo's friend. Yes. They're engaged in some sort of um, uh-huh. tete-a-tete over how to get our attention in the book club. I mean, in the Patreon carriage house. Well, you and know what? They're, they're I, doing it nicely. Well, I think Gojo thought he didn't have any competition. And now Paul, excuse me. This was big. You want to talk about competition? He, and not only that, he's not flaunting it like Gojo. He's not, he's not posting it all over the boards. He's coming straight to the source. He DM'd us on Instagram to let us know that he took a trip to Vita Sackville West's ancestral home, Noel. The inspiration for Orlando, The Noel, inspiration yeah. for Orlando. And he claims, we can't confirm, we, we didn't have anyone there to independently confirm this. He claims he listened to our discussion while he was <gasps> taking the tour. That blows my mind. I said, I want to see some pictures because I'm boy, not interested in this them. kind of talk. And boy, did he send some gorgeous pictures. They are really, really beautiful. So that's the entrance. This is for sauna privileges, people. Maybe we'll Absolutely. post some of these if it's okay with him. This was my favorite. I'm going to be honest. It's what I pictured. What is that? That is some sort of a like uh, Roman satyr or something. You know, wow. a guy that has a fig leaf over his business. But my favorite sure. is, I'd love to know the truth of that um, that wall. There's a sort of plaster wall, a blue yes. plaster wall. And I'd love to know if it, how well, either how old that paint is or what happened there. For all I know, they're just redecorating. Yes. There is the wall For- outside the park. Unbelievable. And then um, there was one more picture, which Can was Can you imagine fabulous. Orlando lived in that by himself? I mean, with a bunch of like- Incredible. But there you go. I mean, you understand when they talk about, oh, the house was five acres big. You sort of understand when you say it. So no anyway, kidding. there we are. Okay. I just want Gojo to know. Yeah. Don't be distressed. Life is, this is America. It, it's a it's a capitalist country. It's all about competition. Yeah. So don't be distressed. It's just the way of the world. I also want Gojo to know we'll be discussing Gladiator, the insider, and- yep. What's the Master other one? And Commander, Master and Commander. Master and Commander. The my far side of the favorite. sea. Makes me sad that we didn't add L.A. Confidential to that because he's so great in L.A. Confidential he's too. He's great in L.A. Confidential. What a career. Yeah, for a minute. For, I mean, not, his career has been very sure. long, but those, no, those spent, like five years. It was an explosive. Unreal. explosive. Unreal. Now, did you ever see the movie where he plays a homosexual? Um, Called The Sum of Us or something like that. Somebody was talking about it. No, I didn't. And I also never saw... Um, the the other one, a beautiful mind. I never, I've, I've really never seen much of his. Ron movies. Howard, I can, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless yeah. it's Angels and Demons, I'm not interested. Because mm-hmm. you know, anything, nothing puts me to sleep like a Dan Brown. You novel. love a Dan Brown. How many years have you been reading Angels and Demons now, Ron? I've been reading a book, a Dan Brown book. I have on my nightstand. Honestly, I couldn't even tell you the name of it. He right. wrote it before. Uh, Angels and Demons. Okay. Or Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci. Even he wrote it. Yeah. It's about, it is, I'm on about page 248 and still there's no idea what's going on in this book. Sure. It's about them discovering a comet in Antarctica, something like that. 
Oh. And it is absolutely the worst written book you've ever oh, read in your yeah, life. No I read a page it. and a half and I go straight to sleep. Good for you. Okay. I want you to read this. Uh, now, I'm honored yeah. because this is wild. This is major. And by major, I mean major T. We got. Yes. An update. Should I read it? Should I prep? What, should, what do you think I should do? You do, do I mean, one. You handle this anyway. We you like. got a letter. Okay, I'm going to read it. A firm letter. A firm letter full of periods and not one exclamation point or anything else. Yeah. The point is be a point is being made here. Yeah. Okay. This saw this is the saga that won't end. Dear Ron and Brian, Major T here with the requested update regarding Arthur and Rob. I'm sorry <laughs> to inform all that though I'm, I'm sorry to inform all those that have been asking whether I'm Arthur's the Australian living in the UK boyfriend. They are wrong. Sure, Arthur and I have hooked up a few times through the course of our friendship, but as mm. Brian can testify to, as the official spokesperson for our community, this is very common amongst gay male friends and doesn't always indicate a romantic connection. Okay, yes. And on the subject of love, <laughs> despite your assumptions, I can confirm I am also not in love with Arthur. Not every letter writer is in love with the subject of their notes. Excuse me. If you catch me. my drift. I am merely a close friend who thought an expert opinion could help the fellow out. After the latest Patreon episode, you've left me perplexed over what to suggest. Legal aid or just pay the, quote, goddamn plane ticket. <laughs> Maybe it's not, quote, any of my goddamn business, as Rana so subtly put it. But I would very much appreciate a final answer from you both, if at all possible. Lots of love, Major T. Kiss, kiss. I like, well, how about that sign off? Lots of love. Terrific. I mean, like, this guy is the like. Kiss off at the end. This is, I don't remember her name. Glenn Close, Dangerously Liaisons, Writing Letters is what sure. this is. This yeah. is like a real revenge story. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, I don't even know where to begin. I, 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 I think I still stand firm ish on the legal aid thing because I feel like if you, uh, this is just a floodgate, but I don't know when this other guy will ever stop. But if I were to take someone's opinion on this, it would, it would be Rana's. So Rana, where are you at now? Well, it's true that I did a little bit of a flip flop on this. I couldn't believe it. Uh, not, not that the flip flop you made, but just that you made a flip flop. You know what? I got tired of it is what happened. <laughs> I got tired, uh, which can happen. It's like when, when you, a friend, you've given advice and a friend keeps asking what to do and you're just like, you know what? Just shut up. Yeah. Just eat the cake. Don't yeah. ask me if you should eat the cake or not eat the cake or whether you just should take another it. aerobics class or not. Yeah. You want to eat the cake, eat the cake. Sure. But my real feeling is still, I think that the heart of this thing is it's really about Atha. And yeah, what does Arthur want to do? What what does Arthur want exactly? It isn't about you wanting a final word of advice on this. I really stand by the fact that you can be a good friend 
and that you can listen to Arthur and be supportive of Arthur, but that it really isn't any of your business. Not to mention, all these weeks later, he still hasn't come up with a solution? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, how pressing could this even be? What do you mean you want to find- He already either bought the ticket or he didn't buy the ticket. I mean, I would point, assume I would so, yeah. But the real question is, why- why are you pushing us to tell you what to do with someone else's business? Yeah. Why don't you say to your friend, what do you want to do? Do you want to buy him the ticket or do you want to go to legal aid? Great idea. And see what I he mean- has to say. Because the other thing is by getting overly involved, this is actual real advice. We're having a little fun here. I yes. mean, what we're saying is honestly. And your letter having, was delicious. We're having a little fun here with Major T, who's a major pain at the yes, moment. Yes, completely. But here's something, here's a real honest piece of advice I'm going to give you. If you get too involved in other people's affairs, you don't leave them room to maneuver sometimes. We've talked about and this they could in, resent a, you in a million different versions. Yeah. They might resent you. They may not resent you. What they may resent is they are oh, oh, not resent. What they may do is they may feel they can't behave a certain way. It's just like what we were just saying. When someone asks your advice and you say, well, my advice again, you want my advice again? I already yeah. told you what I think. I already told you what I think. Where you put them in a position where if they don't do what you told them, what you suggested they do, they either feel embarrassed that they have to hide it from you or that they haven't, Yes, you know, and that is why it's all, that is what people mean when they say be supportive. It doesn't mean you have to support all kinds of bad decisions. It's fair enough to say, you don't have to say, I wouldn't do that. You could just say, okay, well, if you make that decision, I mean, how are you going to feel when he comes back and asks for the next thing, you know, or obviously there's a pad in here. If you want to get rid of the patent, then let's go talk to a lawyer. If you don't, pay for the plane ticket. Exactly. Like, do you want to choose the path of of least resistance? Exactly. Like, how do you do you want to think short term or very long term? If it is just easier to nip it in the bud and buy this ticket, it should be up to him. Ask him. Those are two very different game plans. And you he know? knows his own financial situation. That's the And other he thing. knows the truth of whatever goes on with him and, him and Rob. And here's the other thing. I hate to say this, and I'm going to go to jail. They're going to jail me at immigration for saying this. But people have done a lot more for a citizenship and a green card in their life. Sure. I mean, let's not act like this isn't happening all the time. I mean, Gerard Depardieu fraud, and Andy McDowell did green fall in love. Card. Yes. Excuse me. They ended up falling in love and he still had to but go But that back. wasn't the plan. No, it wasn't. That was going to be a, a transaction, Rana. Who could resist Gerard Depardieu? Me. What do you think it is with him? I've never understood that at all. He's but I like do those- think he could definitely bully you into bed, though. He's like that, all of the, the sex symbols over there, like Jean-Paul Belmondo, like all those people are just, you look at them and you're like, there is an, yeah. a, a, um, an energy about you. Yeah. There is like something- an alpha. Something that is just makes you sort of like look twice, I guess, but it's not anything that is, I just don't see how people I think people the energy swoon. is usually persistence. I think there's a thing with, I think 
the seduction between French men and French women, there is an understanding that women want to feel desired and yeah. men want to feel like victors in a situation. And there is also this confidence thing where Gerard Depardieu at any stage of his life just goes out in the tiniest swimsuit you can imagine every day. And also, they he walks into a room and he says, I'm definitely going to have sex with you. May not be today. Yes. May not be tomorrow. Yes. But he's Pepe Le Pew. It's going to happen. Completely. So you can fend me off for as long as you like, but it's happening. And they all have those sort of strange, approachable-ish faces, yeah. but underneath it is just something ugly. different. Yeah. yeah. It is yeah. It's like hot, ugly, hot or something. Yeah. What are you, it's ugly sexy was what they used to call that, but confident and ugly. Yes. But that's the energy they come with in with is this is going to happen. It could, I might have to buy you 400 glasses of wine. I might have to buy you a castle. I might have to do all kinds of things, but this is going to happen. I've set my sights on you. And you're going to become obsessed with me. Yes. And a lot of people enjoy that kind of flattery and find it intoxicating. And there we are. Yeah. In any event, as a truly major T, I understand you're trying to be a good friend and that you care about your friend and that your friend, to me still, I think Atha is a little bit of a damsel in distress who mm. puts off an energy where other people, Atha's always in a fix and other people are helping out, like to help Atha out of a fix. And you're yeah. a helper. And I think that's a lovely quality. Yes. But if this is a long-term friendship, never mind how Atha feels, you are going to grow and already have, I would say, because I think you're taking your frustration out on us a little bit. You have grown frustrated with this situation, which means you're over-invested in this situation. All these weeks later. And if Arthur just wants to, if Arthur doesn't care enough to make it work, go to legal aid or make a decision about this and secure his own citizenship, et cetera, that's really Arthur's decision to make. Yeah. How many times have we all had friends that, you think you're great at this. Why don't you go get that job? Just go in there and ask for it. Countless and they just times. Don't, they're not in the, they just don't have it in them yeah. at the moment. You can lead the horse to water, but then the rest is up to them. That's so true. Yeah. So. Sorry, Major I don't know if that's T. any more definitive. But it's this is, Arthur's it's Arthur's decision. decision. It's not Rana's decision what Arthur does. Correct. It's Arthur's decision. We've given Arthur some options. We've only given him two. Just pick one. And I don't, Look. I would not be keen on paying for that plane ticket personally, but that's not what you said, Rana. I well, are you flopping? I personally would not enjoy being put in that position. Oh, oh, okay, I see. But I don't know if I was. I don't know the truth of their dynamic. I I don't know whether Ath is living in Rob's apartment. I don't know. I don't know what the economy is that they that they have going together. And not to mention, you probably don't know their real deal either. And I, mean, I don't pro- know. And I don't know Atha's secrets either. And Rob does. Yeah. And so, this is unfortunately a sticky situation. But and if 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 this guy was truly, and I'll just play the other guy's thing. If this guy was such a monster, why would he wait a month to go back to England? Is he still in Japan? What do you mean if he was such a monster? Well, if he was, um, how do you, God, I have no words he's today. He's stuck if, in Japan until- If this was extortion or something. Oh, right. But he's stuck. He doesn't have any money. He's just stuck in Japan until, I mean, he this guy, he's, he's just, it's an idea. He may decide not to leave Japan. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. it sounds like it's not as pressing as we thought. If this no, guy three weeks later is still the problem is that he might become frustrated and then he might say to, to Arthur, I'm going to call immigration. I mean, the truth is, here's my real truth. Either way, you should go to legal aid and Arthur should understand his rights. Yes. He should know that anyway. I agree. And then he can make whatever decision he makes. But T- Totally. Totally. There are all kinds of bargains inside of relationships, and he should probably get out of this relationship as soon as he can. But Definitely. he was still sleeping with the guy, and then he's not, and then he's, you know, those, Arthur is, has his own story here. Totally. You try and be a supportive friend and maybe not as so much of a proactive Because you're just going to keep getting frustrated yourself. Yeah. The, the you're more you hang You're obviously a very those. proactive friend, but it's really Arthur's fight to fight. Totally. And when Arthur takes a little initiative, it'll be nice for you to be able to help him in certain ways. But yeah. you're not Arthur's attorney. Great. Yes. Okay, Major T. I think question. we have one more. Letter. One more we question have... I think we yes, have time I for. Do you, want to, you should read it. Didn't I read the last one? But you read this. Okay. I read the follow-up. Though. Dear Queen Rana and Prince Brian. Okay. Now, I want to say we've never had that before. We haven't. And I'm I like excited the sound of it. about it. First of all, I want to thank you for your intelligent and warm-hearted advice. Well, that's nice to hear after a letter like that from Mage T. <laughs> Restores our confidence. I am a longtime listener of both of you. And as a Carriage House subscriber, I can't tell you how much I look forward to my twice-a-week Rana and Brian fix. On to the issue at hand. I am a Canadian, but I have been living in Stockholm, Sweden for the past two years. About two months after I moved here, I met my boyfriend, a native Swede. We were both 23 at the time and each other's first meaningful romantic relationship. He is an engineering master's student at the major Stockholm uni, and I am an English teacher. Our relationship has been easy breezy for the most part. We both make each other laugh as often as possible. That's nicely put. We share political values, we're both intelligent, and I'd like to think we have both similar levels of attractive pictures for reference. Oh. I'm not going to hold them up on the Patreon, but Brian, but Brian can look at them to see what we're looking at here. Okay. Our relationship, uh, oh, sorry. We have had maybe one or two major disagreements that took more than an hour to solve. This has stayed true since we moved in together in January 2020. He is truly my favorite person, and I want to spend the rest of my life with him. However. He's a cannibal. Dot, dot, (laughs) dot. No, only Germans are cannibals. Right. Things have been difficult mental health-wise for both of us. We have both been... I I didn't do my Catherine Oxenberg impression for you yet today. No, but she is... That episode was so... To me, that was... Did you watch the one where, where her mother goes... There's I'll no, call Charles. There's no she's Do you think you could call Charles and right. see if I mean I knew who they were talking about, didn't you? I didn't. I oh, really did. Of didn't. course I know. Yeah. And then she says in her rental car in uh, in Buffalo, "Oh, Prince Charles is my mother's cousin. One of my mother's second cousin." Oh, yeah, my mother's second cousin. Yeah, maybe Prince call Char- Char- I'll call yeah, Charles. Maybe he can help. He can tell you the difference between a turnip and a rutabaga. Well, he couldn't help out his brother. That's exactly right. So, who knows? Uh, that was absolutely, that was filler, that episode, as far as I was concerned. I agree. They should have just made, we talked about this, but they should have just made this five or six episodes. Five episodes would have been fine. I think what they were doing is waiting for the court case to resolve itself. Okay. 
I don't, I don't know if they were, I don't know if that's what they were waiting for, but I, wasn't that it's supposed to happen like any minute now? Well, I think. she's been sentenced, Clea Bronfman, but oh, she was. What was she sentenced to? Oh, six years. You didn't say that. I think I did see that. I and think I we just discussed that. We six did. Years. I did see that. But yeah. he, we're waiting to see what happens with Keith and whoever else. And Allison. Okay. I know, but now I'm going to sit here and wait for the. I mean, it's so I'm getting bored to death. I know. Invisible skin. <laughs> <laughs> Where I fit in. I have to tell you, it is the worst title sequence in the game. Any show that any show that has Bonnie running on a beach and cooking boiling zucchini. I know you'll never get over it. Things have been difficult mental health wise for both of us. We by the way, now I can all I ever see when I see her name's Sarah (laughs) and Plinky. What's Uh, his name? Winky? Uh no, uh Nippy. Nippy. Yeah. All I can see is their gorgeous place and how and, they're affording it. Oh, now that I pointed out to you, like, wow, yeah, they're living pretty well. I can notice. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. She's always making them avocado toast and eggs for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, come on. You know, she's always sort of, she always looks like she's sort of just throwing an egg on a plate so she can say, I do everything around here. I make dinner. I do this. I do that. You know, yep. like cooking for a baby. Yes. But- that thing where you sort of think, oh, she's just doing that so he can't say that she doesn't cook. Right. But she's feeding him beans on toast every night. Right. <laughs> and Nippy really needs to keep that hat on. He looks much cuter when he's Nippy's wearing a hat. Nippy's stressed out. Nippy's very, his, yeah. his, his stress is wearing His hair's thinning a little bit. Okay. Yeah. We both have been diagnosed with depression, him much more recently than me. His personality hasn't changed, but there have been some changes in his behavior since he discovered this about himself. Recently, he has been on a bit of a health kick, giving up drinking, trying to eat healthier, not smoking weed or cigarettes, and in general, limiting his vices. He also has had pretty much no interest in sex. He is still really affectionate in basically every other way and compliments me on how I look all the time. It's been about two months since we have had sex. Before this, I would describe our sex life as pretty healthy, although I have always been a more sexual person than him. I know a low libido can be a symptom of depression, but I don't know how to initiate a meaningful conversation so that we can work through this. We have had very vague conversations about it, but he always brushes it off. This is literally the only thing I worry about about us, but it obviously doesn't make me feel great about myself or secure in our relationship. I also also don't want to give him the idea that I think he is cheating on me as I genuinely do not. How do I work through this issue with someone I want to spend the rest of my life with feeling unsexy in Stockholm? You have to have sex now, right now. You have to do it. It is, it is so much more of an, it's such an important part of a relationship. Even if we want to pretend like it's not, it is just as important as everything else. And well, it's important to her. She's said this. The and the longer you go, the the more you won't need it, and that's not good. And the more that becomes normal. All that said, I don't think any of this is personal. I think he is depressed. Yeah. And I think that he needs to. I don't know how it works in Sweden. I, I think I imagine depression runs rampant there. In any yeah. Scandi Scandi country, it seems like it would. Sure. But. He needs to see a, a, a therapist and probably get on. Yeah. Um, like I'm not a doctor, but I mean, I take 
60 milligrams of Prozac because I was going through the same thing and it's helped yeah. tremendously. But it sounds like he probably needs to be on something also. But um, you should really treat this as a priority, even though I actually think it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Also, it's fall. We're heading into winter. The days are only going to get shorter. Mm-hmm. So the dep- the seasonal effectiveness disorder is only going to- Especially there, get right? Get a little harder. Yep. Yeah. Of course, there's the additional layer of the pandemic, which I don't know, it's Sweden, they didn't really lock down, but I I don't, so maybe that applies, maybe it doesn't, or maybe there's existential dread or whatever. Right. He's obviously a very smart guy, uh, and so there's all the pressure of that and of work, and you know, he's a person who lives in his mind all the time and isn't engaged in that way. He's also at the beginning of this. He may have felt depressed for years, but he's been diagnosed. So I'm hoping that that means he's in therapy and possibly on an antidepressant. There's a lot of antidepressants out there. It can be a bumpy ride to find the right one. Yeah, it's not. It's most of the, a lot of times it does not work on the first try. Yeah. yeah. So that's something you'll have to be patient with. And there certainly could be side effects with that, meaning, you know, whether there's sexual, sexual. side effects or whatever. But that really, you know, I think it normally takes about a month for the for it to sort of start working and then or not working. And so hopefully if he is thinking about medication, he has a very good psychopharmacologist or well, whoever the person is that does the prescribing there. So make sure he likes that person and that person's paying attention to him. Uh, but I think the key thing here the urgency to this, which Brian is expressing, expressing, is you have to address this now. Yeah. Because this can only get worse and will not get better yeah. on its own. It just won't. And even if he, I mean, of course it's possible he'll deal with this in six months from now. He'll kind of be back to his old self for three months or whatever it is. And life could return to normal in that rhythm. But- it's also something that is that you have expressed. And look, there are asexual people who don't have sexual relations, and that's the kind of relationships that they're in, and they're happy with that, and they're and everyone's happy with it. And so, I mean, it is a spectrum. Of but, course, but you are not happy with this. That's the and that's it's the thing. also yeah. not what you signed up for. Correct. And and I think you should not be shy about talking to him about this. I no. mean, just don't have. You know, don't wear it, but but just I would just openly say like it is it's affecting me that we're not having sex and it's affecting the relationship and I don't mean to be you know stress you out, but we just need to talk about it because we need we need to have sex. And he also needs to be able to either try a little harder, mm-hmm. meaning you know that he doesn't think he's in the mood, but I mean you know that can surprise you. You think you're in a terrible mood, and now you're not such a terrible yeah. mood anymore. And so I have to also say that sometimes yeah. when you're not really feeling like having sex that much, that sort of goes away once you start. Yes, that it it can be like a habit, basically. Yes. You think you don't want to exercise, then you exercise and you think, ah, I feel better. I don't regret that. Yeah, yeah. that was good. That felt good, yeah. you know? And it raises your sort of, you know, serotonin levels mm-hmm. and all of that sort of thing. And it does connect you. You do have, and absolutely, that's an excellent point. You... Of course, his ego is important. 
of course, he's only at the beginning of this diagnosis. So he's maybe not a person that's totally comfortable with therapy and all of that, but he's doing it. So this is going to be a rocky period. And we're not saying walk in there and bang the door down and say, well, that's enough of that. It's been too long. Yeah, yeah. But so you don't want to make him feel like he's on the back foot. But everybody has to work in this relationship. And you don't have to only be the one who's making a sacrifice for it to work. Mm -hmm. Maybe his sacrifice, I don't mean to put it in, in negative terms, but his sacrifice is that sometimes he has to have sex when he's not dying to have sex. Yeah. And then by the end of it. He feels great. Or maybe you're people that are going to have some kind of an arrangement. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little early to be thinking in that direction. But unless that's who you are, that you're a very open couple and that's fine and people can be with other people. In which case, lucky you, you're in the right country for that because they didn't lock down in Sweden. Uh, so you have more chances <laughs> than other people. But this will only go on longer and would only serve to depress you. Yeah. So this is about taking care of the relationship, taking care of each other, but also, you know, it does a little bit make me think about Paul Feig and the girl that wanted to be proposed to. And I'm curious what happened with her uh, that she wanted to do the proposing yes, or be yes. proposed to or whatever. But sometimes in a relationship, you sort of have to say, okay, we're moving. Would it be worth it? We've been talking about moving. We're moving. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. You know what? We're moving. Yeah. That's it. Totally. Yeah. We talked about it. We talked it into the ground. We're moving. We're not moving. I decided we're moving. And And that person can either express a real problem or they can say, all right. And if he can't, if he also, I just want to say this. If he can't get hard for some reason, just don't stop trying. You're done that night. You're going to try again tomorrow. Just like, cause otherwise people dwell on it and it gets so crazy when yes. really it's just no big deal. So just like, don't let that affect you or him and just be like, great. Didn't work tonight. We'll try tomorrow. If that's well, it doesn't issue. mean that he can't do something for you. Honestly, Rana, great point. And to that point, I would also say this might not be good advice, but it's advice. I think you could also send a little gift to yourself that you could ask him to unpack with a little card, like a box full of dildos. And the card, the card just says, um, great lunch XO or something. Great lunch. Or like had a great time at lunch or had a good, that was a great, that was a fun time at the. Who were the dildos for Brian? Her. So it would say like dear Martha or Marta. Um, I had the best lunch with you. I'll never forget using these while we were eating eggs benedict and avocado is it a gel i'm confused is it a jealousy <laughs> tactic and who's mata is she mata in this situation no that's what i just i just made the name <laughs> dear dear girl with the dragon tattoo yes there we go okay uh i forget her name well her real the first one was Lisbeth like Numi me yes 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 exactly okay <laughs> i forgot oh Put in a bunch of S&M stuff and say, I forgot to return this stuff from last night. Love the Daniel Craig character. This guy's so depressed, he'd probably be relieved. That's true. <laughs> You're right. You know what? Everyone has to deal with this head on and it's going to be rocky. But if this is really someone you want to spend the rest of your life with, this is this. You need to deal with this as a partnership. And he needs to be able to hear you as much as you hear him. And even, even if he has to go away and think about it. 
This is something that's important to discuss. And it also is going to be very revealing about what a long-term partnership with this person would be like, because it's always nice when it's nice, but when life is hard, you need to be able to feel that you can take your licks and then grow through something with another person. That was very sexual, Rana. Wow. I hope she gets a few When life is hard, take your licks <laughs> and grow. Take them wherever you can get them, apparently. That's true. But- uh, you know I, I, what I'm saying. This is a, this is going to be a, a learning experience before this long, long, long term commitment, and it might also, you know, illuminate a few things for you about what you really need in a relationship and Too what's quick, a best friend and what's a what's a partner. I think we talk about it more than any other podcast I know, but there is pegging, oh. a and b and b and b. You could also just. Walk in one day and say, "Could you help? Could you help me? I just need help with the funeral plans." And if you said the funeral plans for what, you say my vagina. <laughs> you could do that. I think any one of those things could work. Good luck. This I, is I, a relationship. You just have to do it. Worth, it's an easy answer. It's actually. worth fighting for. Okay? Absolutely. So and fight fucking your for. fight. But if you don't, you're going to resent him. You're going to resent it, and you are going to become more depressed and you need to take care of your own mental health. And it's not about, it's truly not you. Truly. No. Just, you know. Everyone needs to be doing their homework on this one. I would look at him and I would say, get in or get out. Yes. Yeah. Get in or get out. No, I don't think that's going to work. But look, you want to be a supportive partner, but you also have to remember that you're a person too. And also make sure if you haven't seen Love Fraud, just make sure that there aren't any other women going through the same thing with him right yes, now. Yes, make sure that when you sing Whites and Night Satin, <laughs> when everyone has waited. That I've I have to say. I'm not I'm only I have to say I've only seen one or two so far. I just started it. Okay, so you know that she's a karaoke singer? Yes. That's all you know. You know That's all I know. You know she was going to these karaoke nights and that's how she met him. Yes. Okay. I have been told by Mr. Paul Feig, by the way, that we should keep, I, cause I've watched three of them, but he said, keep going that in six, there's a real reveal. Well, he referenced the show on, on yeah. our episode. Yeah. Well, I had told you about it before, actually. I know you had Rana. That's I only know the you- third or fourth time that's happened. We're here. It took me six months to get you to watch We're Here. And What's then you came problem? on and you said, hey, Rana, great news. I have a new show I'm watching that I think you'd love. That is not true. I, that is not I true. I know what your problem is. You don't want me to be right. That's your problem. Rana. You want, you want me to be right in here on the advice. Okay, but you don't here's like what I'll tell you. Here's what I'll tell you. I know you. when anything that's for young people or what's here's on what television, you, if I'm right about You want to be right. I have been- burned in this area before. By me? No, never by you. I have been burned before where people tell me to watch a show. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. I never do. And I'll be completely honest with you right now. I hate that moment when I have to tell my friend I don't like the show they recommended. Oh, well, I obviously don't hate that moment. Because all I do is come on here and talk about the vow and say how bored to death I am during this thing. But now, <laughs> Yeah, but this, that doesn't offend me. But now See, I'm that's all my in. issue. I Any show you you've free, ever recommended to me. You should free yourself from that because you should feel that. Well, first of all, there are people that recommend shows and you know they're complete bozos and you yeah, just have that, to I say, oh, okay, it. yeah, maybe, maybe. But I think you should always feel 
you can say to a certain friend or the right friend, and I hope I'm that kind of friend, Yes. But you can always say, Ronna, I watched that thing you told me to watch, and I hated it. But it hasn't happened yet. I, I loved love, We're Here. But I would I, love to hear. If I made you watch something and you hated it, I'd love, and that goes, excuse me, that goes for Quiff, that goes for the book club, and that goes for everyone in the carriage house. I don't want them to think they have to like everything that we no. pick. I, would I mean, I thought we did a hear. great job shitting all over Andre Leon Talley. I'd we love have to no- hear. <laughs> Actually, Paul Clinton from the from Orlando, uh, the guy that went to Knoll, he wrote to say how much he loved uh, Andre Leon Talley discussion. Yeah, that was yeah. a good one. Yeah. We don't have to like everything. No. I just I started watching another Rebecca. show. I may hate it. I just started watching, I doubt it. I just started watching another show. I saw the first episode last night, which was, I did not think would ever be my kind of show, but it was really interesting. Yeah. Did you see The Outsider? Which one is that? It's on HBO. It's based on a Stephen King novel, which is not my jam, but it's pretty good. No, it looked sort of moody and interesting to me. Yes. It's with Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, I love Ben Mendelsohn. He's a terrific actor. And Jason Bateman, who I don't love typically, but who does the trick in this. I know. He's not my favorite, but but he's he's pretty good in this. I'll watch because I love Ben Mendelsohn. Did you ever see- Yes, me too. uh, Yes. And now I can't remember the name. What was it called? Um, Not Bloodline. Was it Bloodline? No, No. he was in that. He was in that also. I thought it was something like that. But um, no, the Australian movie. Why can't I think of it? No, then I haven't. With the word animal in it. Oh, of course, with Jackie Weaver. Yes. And now I can't remember the name of it, but yes. There was never a more terrifying creature than him in that movie. So true. He is menacing on a level that will make your skin crawl. Oh my God, I I totally totally forgot about that movie. And now I'm I'm literally looking, Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom, that's right. Yeah. You want your skin to crawl, watch that. And you you could watch that after you watch Russell Crowe because- it's in the same venue. Is Ben Mendelsohn Australian? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, you're kidding. Terrific. Wow. All right, we've been here way too long. I'm tired yeah. of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta Coffee go vote. And vote. I gotta go vote for the fourth time. Because I just vote. I vote Ronna, every that's day. That's illegal. I vote every day. Every right. day. And I'm gonna vote every day till the election. And every day until all my votes get counted, I'm gonna vote. And I, and I think people, if their votes don't get counted, they should consider voting again two or three times if they have to. Well, yeah, and definitely no matter who wins. No. Actually, if one person wins, you can well, test the election. Just, no, but if the I mean, other one wins- I won't know till I know. I won't know till I know. I'll see how it turns out and I'll see how I feel. If he, if the other one wins, it was a, it was a fraudulent election. But if he wins, it was fair. Well, that's how I feel. It's called a do-over. Yeah. Sometimes you have to get a do-over. If you're playing tennis, someone says it's out. You know it wasn't out even if there's a line judge. And so you right. say, let me get a do-over. I really yeah, yeah, won yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and I will let people know that we're recording this tonight is the Kamala Mike Pence debate. I have my knife and fork ready to go, and I'm, I'm just excited. going to eat it up. I'm so excited. I can't. I wish she could. Never mind. I was going to say something dirty. Okay. All right. Kiss, kiss, carriage house. Kiss, kiss. We will kiss. see you on the Freya Fade. Definitely. the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.